Hi, and welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nike Anani, and I am your host. This is episode eight. We're talking about This Is Your Hour. I believe with every iota of my being that this current COVID era will lead us next gens ascending to roles of increasing relevance and responsibility within the family enterprise. And that's a good thing, right? <laughs> I mean, for the longest time, I meet next gens that complain about having so much to contribute to the family enterprise, but their voices aren't being heard. They aren't given a real opportunity to step into leadership's shoes. And though it's against a difficult backdrop, I appreciate. By that I mean our ascension into higher rules of relevance and responsibility is against a very difficult backdrop, right? A backdrop of a VUCA world, essentially. A volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world. And and also a VUCA economic landscape, right? But it does mean that we will rise to greater levels of prominence. And why do I believe that? In the midst of the uncertainty in our current world, one thing that we all know for sure is that technology and disruption will play an increasing role in our family businesses and in our economies, right? And so businesses that are not agile and flexible, they will not survive. And next gens tend to be digital natives, technologically fluent. And so this is our hour, like I said, to rise to be greater change agents. And in secondary school, I had this aha moment the other day whilst I was running and I was just reflecting and I was like, in secondary school, um, I studied history at A-level and when we would look at like political, economic or social revolutions, we would analyse the contributing factors and they would typically be one trigger event that would catalyse change. There would have been contributing factors that had been building up over time, but there'll be just that one event that will catalyze change. And in Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, he says a tipping point is the moment of critical mass, the threshold, the boiling point. And back to those trigger points in history, right? They pushed the accumulation of those contributing factors beyond that tipping point, leading to rapid change. And we have all been looking at the world and observing it trending towards the fourth industrial revolution, right? In our economies, you know, blockchain, big data, clouds, you know, technological developments, rise of mobile and the rest of it, artificial intelligence and all that, right? But I believe that COVID-19 is our 21st century trigger event that will push us beyond that tipping point, leading to mass technological disruption in our economies 
and ultimately in our family businesses. So this trigger thrust us as next gens to greater levels of relevance, like I mentioned, right, than ever before. So this is our hour. And we are better equipped digitally and technologically than our parents to navigate our way through this huge disruption that is COVID-19 is bringing about. And let's talk a little bit about being a change agent, right? Generally, power and authority go hand in hand, right? But as a next gen, we tend to be in this unique situation where you may have authority, but no power. So you may be a director in word, but you may lack the power to make decisions. And you may still have to defer to the founder. And because this is a common situation a lot of next gens face, we it's easy to just assume that the solution to the problem is give me more power. But I would argue that not necessarily. Why do I say that? Because as a change agent, I believe that you should be more concerned about influence rather than power. And when I think about change agents, I think about, for instance, salt or sugar. And when you mix them into a solution like water or whatever, you can't visibly see the salt or sugar, right? But you can definitely taste the presence of it. So the effectiveness of a change agent is not determined by how visible it is. It is determined by the change agent's innate ability to alter the characteristics of its surroundings to leave a lasting impact. Similarly, the impact you will make on your family business is not determined by how much power you're given. The power to make decisions, you know, to sign checks, to hire and fire, to set policies, procedures, and so on and so forth. But it is determined by how much you can influence behind the scenes without necessarily being visibly seen. And there's a part of us all that longs for that power because... We want external recognition, right, for all the great things that we do. (laughs) And I think that's one of the hardest things about being a next gen is that often we work with founders that are baby boomers, right? And baby boomers are a generation that they're not used to giving praise. (laughs) Whereas we next gens, we tend to be millennials and we desire feedback instantly social media style, give me some hearts, give me some emojis, you know, um, status, WhatsApp status, Instagram status style kind of feedback, right? And so we think if we ascend to a visible leadership role where we're given power and authority, we may finally be recognized when our ideas are implemented. But I'm not sure that assumption is correct, (laughs) nor is it necessarily helpful 
for the family enterprise. I think we need to change our perspective to be content in serving and not necessarily be desiring that pat on the back. I think we need to be satisfied that the family business is improving, even if one can't necessarily attribute it to our individual effort. I think we should see ourselves as change agents that utilize the power of influence, influencing behind the scenes to push the boat of the family business forward. And all it takes is you to transform your family business into one that is relevant to our current times. And back to the idea of the tipping point, right? In Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, excellent book, by the way, he analyzes how ideas, trends, and social behaviors cross the tipping point and take off like wildfire, essentially. And he identifies three key conditions for this to happen. Ironically, very ironically, Gladwell compares, you know, these ideas taking off to epidemics, (laughs) as if he foreknew (laughs) that I would be reading this book in the year of (laughs) COVID-19. But essentially, he basically says that the way trends are born and spread are similar to the way epidemics are spread. Very interesting, right? And he says we need three key things to ensure that they spread like wildfire. Number one is the law of the few. The law of the few. When I read this book, I found it extremely interesting because a lot of next gens desire to be change agents. And because of the law of the few, oftentimes as next gens, it, it can be a very lonely place. Like, I hear a lot of next gens feeling like they're the only one in the family business context desiring what it is that they desire. But Cladwell explains that the irony is that we don't need many people. The law of the few says that with epidemics, for instance, we can often trace outbreaks to an initial small set of infectors. Similarly, In bringing about change, precipitating change, actually, the larger the interested group, the less likely change will happen due to the bystander effect. Now, what in the world are you talking about, Nikkei? Essentially, the bystander effect says that people are less likely to offer help to a victim when they see others present. So the greater number of bystanders, the less likely it is that one of them will help. And this was all based on the story of there was a murder of a lady um, in the 60s in New York. Her name was Kitty Genovese. She was stabbed, assaulted and murdered on her way back from work in the streets. And there were 38 bystanders that watched this horrific incident and did not intervene, nor did they call the police crazy. And when psychologists studied this, they came to the conclusion that these people were not just all mental, (laughs) but that these witnesses didn't help. 
due to a phenomenon called the diffusion of responsibility. I love the way they always just add this like complex words, plenty grammar. Essentially, that means that each witness automatically assumed that the next man was doing something and that they would take responsibility and take action. And so each person did absolutely nothing. And when we apply that to our family businesses, all we need is one. All we need is one. If you're the only one clamoring on about the need to change, it's not necessarily a bad thing. All we need is few or one person of influence. You know, we don't necessarily need many to make that change. And the second condition that Gladwell identified is the stickiness factor, right? And that basically means that how likely is it that this new concept, this new idea will stick in the minds of stakeholders and influence future behaviour. And I think COVID is definitely one for the books as it set the scene very well for technologically inclined and digitally ready businesses. So the concept and message, I think, will definitely stick in the minds of founders, non-family staff and next-gens, right? And... As Dennis Jaffe has explained, Dennis Jaffe is a leading thought leader in the family business space, that we need a generative alliance of those three groups of people to really thrive as family businesses. So this week, I was on a call with a a banker from Switzerland, and he said that he had an introductory meeting with an an 80-year-old Nigerian founder on Zoom, and he was just like completely astounded because this gentleman has met him now on Zoom and has signed up with the bank and has begun doing business. Whereas pre-COVID, that would never have happened. You know, that generation liked to meet face-to-face, shake hands, you know, feel you face-to-face, look into your eye and all that, right? And so in this era, people are more receptive to change. As Darwin, um, Charles Darwin explained, It's not the strongest of species that survive, but the most adaptable. And thinking about our businesses in this highly disruptive era, most people understand that we have to adapt to survive. The third condition that Gladwell identified is context. Simply put, the environment in which the message concept spreads, covid has set up the right backdrop for receptiveness to ideas on technology, innovation, disruption, and the the likes, right? So I say all this to explain that this is your hour as an X-Gen. And in this hour, you have to be a change agent, working in a collaborative fashion with your siblings and your parents so that we can steer the ship of a family enterprise so it stays on course and it withstands the test of time. Amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're well. Guard your peace. God bless you.